Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax, the Hot Rod Farmer, and that is the song Hot Rod Man from Tex Rubinowitz, and he is heard on Ripsaw Records, and I want to thank them every week for allowing me to use that tune on this radio show. And you are listening to Sirius XM Channel 147, and this is, if you didn't already know, Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And we are heard every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern with a re-air and encore of the same episode on Sunday at 6 p.m. And then one week later, it is available as a podcast on FarmMachineryDigest.com or most, if not all, podcast hosting sites. And what I am going to start today, because it was well-received a couple of months back, is doing a multi-part series show. This is a half-hour show, and we have a lot to cover, and I want to take a deep dive into different subjects, and it's going to be almost impossible for me to cover them succinctly and to the level that I give you enough information, not just enough information to get into trouble, right? Because that's usually what happens lots of times in life. Someone just gives you enough information to drive off the cliff. We don't want to do that here on Farm Machinery Digest Radio. And since the Super Bowl is already over, we're going to growers' meetings, uh, the holidays are over, we have to start to get ready to put the, put the rubber to the road, right? To get ready to plant. And that, that planting season begins in the farm shop working on the planter. So what we are going to do is the next few weeks, we're going to be discussing different planter maintenance topics. Obviously, we can't go into everything, and some of the things may be rudimentary, but oftentimes rudimentary things in life are overlooked. So what I'm going to do my best to try to just give you an idea of what to do on the rudimentary and then take a deeper look at subjects that most people do not look at. And we're going to start with that today. And that's why it is so important for you to recognize that this show is offered as a podcast one week later. Because what you would probably want to do, and hopefully you will want to do that, is that listen to each series a number of times. And then also listen to them succinctly when it is over. So you have that continuity of what to do with your planter. Maybe listen to it while you're in the farm shop, right? Getting ready to work on the planter. Because as we all know, that the planter is the most important tool on a row crop farm. Because that is where this, the, your yield is going to begin. And though the yield begins in the seed, and is, or I shouldn't say begins in the seed, is a result of the seed, and then obviously the agronomic aspects of it, but since agriculture runs on machinery, how that planter puts that seed in the ground, how efficiently it puts in the ground, how accurately, and all the things that go along with that are going to be fundamental to you having your PB yield. And what is PB? Not peanut butter. All right. You know I'm a drag racer. I'm the hot rod farmer. And we use that term PB, personal best, personal best ET, person, that's elapsed time, personal best mile per hour and a quarter mile or eighth mile. So it always 
throwing that bantering that term around pb and i want you to have your pb yield your personal best yield on your corn crop this summer so that is why we are doing that and the next year i want you to have your your new personal best i want you to keep raising that bar up and making more and more yield and making yourself a more efficient and profitable farmer so get ready for that that's going to happen right after the sponsor break and never forget that agriculture runs on machinery but personal best yield on your planter I'm Stormy Warren from The Highway. For singers and songwriters chasing their dreams to Music City, taking that Broadway exit to Nashville for the very first time is a moment they will never forget. Country music's biggest stars join me on my new original podcast, Exit 209, and relive those moments. Listen now to hear my talk with country superstars, Florida Georgia Line. Only on the SiriusXM app, now home to the best collection of podcasts in one place. Free for most subscribers. Download it today and tap Podcasts. You know, Austin says keep Austin weird, but for a couple weeks out of the year, they keep Austin Western. They love their rodeo culture, and you can tell by the fans that show up. Austin goes cowboy. You know, this is an opportunity for Austin to let everybody know that they still wear hats and boots in Austin. And the impact that they have had through 4-H and FFA and the scholarships over the years has really been impressive. Spring's kind of right around the corner. Some of the guys and gals have had a great winter run. They continue that hopefully in Austin. Some of the ones that maybe haven't won a bunch of money, have not had that big winter that they wanted to, they still have the opportunity to capitalize at Rodeo Austin with some great payouts. It's not a place that you necessarily think of being a big rodeo town, but when you roll in for Rodeo Austin, they absolutely love the rodeo there and they give out their uh, very unique branding irons as the award at the end. So Rodeo Austin, very unique. Kinder Outdoors can be heard weekends on Rural Radio at 9 a.m. East Coast, 8 Central, and 6 out West. We unashamedly celebrate the precious heritage that our forefathers handed down to us. Hunting, fishing, trapping, and shooting. We believe that these are God-given rights, and we give praise to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the blessing. I want to invite you to our camp this weekend at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, and learn more about us at kinderoutdoors.com. See you in the camp house this weekend on Rural Radio Channel 147. Hey, everybody, my friends. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. So this is going to be a the first of a multi-part series in getting your planter all tuned up, hot-rotted, right? And then you and, and we're talking about drag racing and engines. We call it the tune-up. All right, that doesn't mean adjusting the carburetor. It means the calibration of everything. And when it comes to your planter, there's a many different moving parts on it and the moving parts is meant to be a metaphor there is uh, so many different aspects of the plant that have to function properly and have the ability to skew and if they skew the net result is going to be either you're going to have skips uh, you're going to have doubles you're going to have inconsistent planting depth you can have all the things that are not going to allow that seed to give you its pb its personal best because we are learning from these high yield farmers that that seed has a lot more potential than we are tapping into so it is important for that to to us to be able to glean as much potential from that seed and what we're going to be talking about is how what you look at and check on your planter 
So on today's episode, I am going to discuss three topics of your planter. And some of some of these aspects may not apply to all planters, but the majority of people that are running larger acres, uh, this is going to apply to. If it does not apply to you, then that theory that I'm going to discuss can be applied to other aspects of your farm machinery. Because what a lot of people don't realize is that most of the technology that we ballyhoo in agriculture and um, say, oh, this is unbelievable, this technology, where we're able to do these sensors, this, this, that, what have you, all came from the automobile industry. And your humble host is from the automobile industry. So this is basically old hat to me, but it is new hat to a lot of people in agriculture. And the diagnostic procedures and the protocols that we are you have been using for 40 years in the automobile industry since there's been electronic engine controls are just as appropriate for a planter. And, you know, when I look at these things, I say, oh, I've been doing that 40 years ago. This is nothing new. So without any further ado, the three topics I am going to hopefully cover in today's show is the planter battery and alternator. All right, a lot of larger planters, they run an alternator and they have a battery, whether it's an alternator that is mounted hydraulically driven off the tractor or off a PTO alternator, what have you, but the planter has an alternator and a battery because that it has it has such a high electrical demand or electric meters, downforce, whatever. We're not going to go there. We're just going to talk about the alternator, the planter alternator, not the tractor alternator, the planter alternator and the battery why it is so important for you to do a voltage drop test on the planter and then the third thing is if you have a vacuum planter big center fill unit even if it's not a center fill unit a vacuum planter the most efficient and precise way to check for vacuum leaks because oftentimes on the vacuum planter and the larger the planter is the more row units it has if it's a center fill even if it's not a center fill is that you will have a bunch of small vacuum leaks so cumulatively when you add them all up together <clears throat> you're running into a a the what is what becomes a large vacuum leak and since there are so many different row units that a vacuum leak on a certain on a specific row unit is going to affect everything beyond that particular unit and that needs to be understood all right so uh <clears throat> clear my clogged up throat here and the first thing that we're going to do is we're going to discuss the planter battery and how you need to check that now whether you disconnect the battery during the winter or the off season i should say is or not it's it's up to you it's probably best to disconnect it uh there's no real electrical drawer on the planter when it is not being used on a vehicle or a farm tractor or sprayer if you have an ecu some sort of control unit on there that it's going to have what they call a keep alive memory and so and draw the battery down but on a planter that is usually not the case but irrelevant it makes no difference so how are you going to first check your battery well, the first thing that you're going to do is you're going to take your voltmeter and you 
And if you don't have one now, everybody in their farm shop is going to need to have what's called a multimeter. So it's a digital vault ohm amp meter. It's, it does multiple functions, not just volts and ohms. And you're going to take your, your, your vault meter and you are going to go across the two terminals of the battery, the positive lead on the positive and the negative lead on the negative. <clears throat> And if you, <clears throat> excuse me, and if you have the pl- the battery connected to the cables, it's going to be paramount that you go with the voltmeter to the battery terminals and not the cable. Well, you're saying, you may say to yourself, hot rod, <clears throat> what difference does it make? It's connected. It does make a difference because if you, you want to check the integrity of the battery, what a lot of people don't realize is that when you check any battery, if you go across the cables instead of where the cable connects to the battery terminals and you put the voltmeter there, you are going through the connection of the battery cable to the terminal, all right? So you may have corrosion there. It may be loose. It's giving you a false reading. So you want to check right from the battery because right now we're interested in the integrity of the battery. Then we could go to the cable. Make sense? All righty. So what you want to do is you're going to put the voltmeter across it and you're going to be looking for 12.4 volts minimum if it is not 12.4 volts minimum then that battery is weak if it's over 12.4 12.6 12.7 12.8 let's say closer to 12.8 and that battery has what is called a surface charge in it or potentially is having sulfated cells we're not going to worry about it right now we're going to work with the 12.4 so the take-home message here with the plant the battery across the terminals of the battery not the not the connections to the battery <clears throat> and then you're going to see you're supposed to see 12.4 volts because each cell makes about 2.1 2.2 volts so 12.4 to 12.6 is the number that you're looking at for a fully charged battery <clears throat> okay the next thing you're going to do since you have the voltmeter there is you're going to take the voltmeter and you are going to go across the terminals the, the, of the, not the terminals of the battery, the terminals of the connections. So now we're going to go across the connections of the battery, the cables, right, which is going to be maybe a half inch or an inch away from the battery terminal, and then you're going to take a reading. You should have the same reading. So if you have 12.4 at the battery and you have 12.2 or 12.3, at the t- when reading it an inch away in the terminals then you have a dirty connection there okay or a loose connection a corroded connection what have you very very important all right so now what you're going to do is that you're going to want to check the alternator output so you're going to have to start to spin that alternator in any way shape or form if it's if you have to put the pto on if you have to run the hydraulics what have you all right so what you want to do is that you're going to then go back to the battery terminals not the connection with the with the cable and you're going to be running the alternator at an rpm that you would normally run when you are when you are operating the tractor with the planter 
So now the alternator should see an output of approximately 14.2 to 14.7 volts. If you do not see an output of 14.2 to 14.7 volts, then we have to start to question what is happening with that alternator because it's no different than an alt that's the same alternator would be on a car or on a truck or what have you all right it's not made specifically for a planter and most of the time they have an internal voltage regulator so you're going to want to have 14.2 to 14.6 14.7 volts at the rpm that you would be running running the tractor at so in other words that the hydraulic flow rate would be for that alternator because it is going to be paramount with electric meters or downforce or 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 if you're running let's say you have an air compressor for downforce or what have you that it's going to be paramount that that alternator output is accurate and not i shouldn't say accurate at its full proper limit that the voltage regulator is set at if you have because of ohm's law volts times amps equals watts if that alternator is skewing or that voltage output is lower that alternator may have a weak diode in it and if it has a weak diode it's going to be feeding all of those planter meters or electronics or downforce or what have you is going to be feeding it unrectified ac which is it is not going to like that's like planted into compacted soil all right it's not going it's not going to like it so please sit pat during this quick sponsor break and we're going to pick it up right from there to Roots Run Deep, hosted by Mackenzie Kimbrough, to hear from your favorite cowboys and cowgirls, legends of ranching and rodeo, musicians, artists, influencers, and brands who hold the Western lifestyle at heart. Embracing our heritage and keeping legacies alive, stay tuned as we showcase shades of our Southwestern lifestyle. Listen Friday and Saturday nights at 11 Eastern and Sunday nights at 8. And for more, visit RootsRunDeepAZ.com. The Market Day Report is live every weekday morning, bringing you in-depth coverage of the latest in agriculture news and interviews with rural leaders and executives in the industry. You named RFD TV the number one source for market and commodities information as it happens because we bring you the headlines, analysis, and weather updates that matter to farmers and ranchers across the country. So join us for five hours of the Market Day Report. That's weekdays starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 Central, right here on RFD TV. The necessities of life, food, water, shelter. And your favorite radio hosts, this is Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. And Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. Beck, 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 Beck. Join us every week right here for the Ranch It Up radio show. And the Bend radio show. We talk cattle, market, sale barn reports, news. Cooking, lifestyle, outdoors, recreation. And everything in between. And there's a lot in between. Ranch It Up. And the Bend. Hello, I'm Ethan Wayne. John Wayne and American Experience is in its second year in the Fort Worth Stockyards and visitors are loving it. Come spend a couple hours and immerse yourself in Western nostalgia. Get a unique look into Duke's life that's only available here. All right, mister. You asked for it. Tickets available on johnwayne.com or they may be purchased at the Cowboy Channel Bar across the street on Exchange Avenue. Reserve your tickets now. 
Alrighty, welcome back to the show. Full disclosure, we're not going to get to all three points today, so that's going to be carried over into next week's show and into next week's show and what have you, but I don't want to Mickey Mouse this. All right, now, if you have in your shop a battery load tester, then that is a very good way for you to check the battery. The voltmeter is an inexpensive, common, down and dirty way, but you would also want to load test that battery. But if the voltage is good with that battery at rest going across the terminals, then most likely you're going to be okay, most likely. All right, so keep that in mind. I've I have professed many times that you should have a battery load tester of some magnitude in your shop for all of your equipment, and you should also have a hydrometer, an old-fashioned hydrometer. Most batteries today, you can still get access gain access to the electrolyte and you want to check it with a hydrometer so you want to basically and why do you want to do this why am i harping on this battery so much because the battery and the alternator to a planter that is that is equipped with one is so paramount that's like seed to soil contact all right if you have bad electricity dirty electricity low electrical voltage all bets are off on how that planter is going to operate all right so now the next thing we're going to discuss is still on the electrical side on the planter is we're going i'm going to explain to you how important it is for you to go to each one of those seed meters all right and to check because now we know what the alternator is putting out now we know the battery is good to accept it now we know those connections are good to the battery and you should have the same voltage with within two tenths of a volt so if you have arguably with the tractor running the pto running the hydraulics running then you have 14.6 we'll use that number 14.6 volts going to the battery from the alternator and then you go and back probe each connection on your seed meters or your your vacuum pump or whatever you have that's going to be running off of that alternator then you should have the same voltage so if you have 14.6 at the battery with the with the alternator running then you should have within two tenths of a volt of that all right that's maximum allowance of skewing so you should have 14.6 14.4 if you have 13.9 going to those seed meters or going to that that uh air compressor or what have you that vacuum pump whatever you have all right then that is showing that you have high resistance in that circuit and you and and it very maybe a vacuum pump isn't as sensitive to two tenths of a volt but if you have like a 2020 seed force you have some sort of sensor circuit on that planter with all gets it's going to be extremely extremely sensitive to it so now we confirm the battery we confirm the alternator and now we're checking the voltage to every apparatus that runs electrically and it should be within our repeated two tenths of a volt of what is go what the alternator is putting out all right so now the next thing that you're going to do is we're going to need to do voltage drops across all of the ground circuits on this planter and what a voltage drop test is it reads and it's the only accurate way an ohmmeter test is not accurate it's the only accurate way for you to determine all right the integrity of that ground so if so if 
what we're looking for here is high impedance grounds all right and grounds that have a high resistance to it impedance in electrical terms is resistance then again because these are electronic devices and electric meters electric pumps all right they're going to be very sensitive to the ground so we know we have good voltage coming in but is our ground circuit good and the way you would check do a voltage drop test and if anybody has any questions feel on anything here because we're going through it on a radio with so just reach out to me at hot rod farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com you're going to have to have that circuit turned on so there's electron flow through the wires and you're going to take the positive lead of your voltmeter you can have it set on dc volts and the negative lead you're going to go back to the battery ground because we now know it's good because we checked it all with the voltage right you're going to go you may have to put jumper wires on it you're going to have to be familiar with where all your ground circuits are in your planter does it come do all of the meters go into one harness into like a bus bar i mean each planter is different so you're going to have to familiarize yourself with that and you're going to go back so you're going to be running the apparatus whether it's a seed meter whether it's a compressor whether it's a vacuum pump whatever it may be and you're going to have the positive lead of the voltmeter on the uh <clears throat> the the ground and then you're going to go with the other wire of the voltmeter negative lead back to the battery negative the battery ground and you should have less than two tenths 0.2 volts so you're going to have to put your voltmeter and get and i've spoken about this before if you don't know how to accurately use your voltmeter then all bets are off here buddy because if you put on the wrong scale you're going to have zero voltage you need to put on the 20 volt scale or if it has a two volt scale you have to know your meter all right and the thing is that but the maximum you want to see on that ground is two tenths of a volt and then you're going to go around and you're going to check each seed meter that's running that way each electrical apparatus you're going to do a ground circuit check that way and that is the voltage drop test and what that is reading is the electrons that are backed up that cannot get to ground it's like a cow like a bunch of cows dairy cows they're milk they want to get out of the barn want to get back out into the pasture and there's a line waiting to get out of the barn <clears throat> so that's what you're reading so now so if you have a let's say a 12 row planter and you go to this meter it's 0.2 this one is 0.18 this one is is 0.15 this one is 0.3 or 0.4 well, anything over 0.2 then you're going to have to study that wire does it have corrosion in it why is that ground a high impedance and you're going to do that all around the whole unit anything that's electrical powered the next thing that it'd be wonderful for you to have is a clamp meter all right because then you could read the current draw on each seed meter all right very very easy to use if you have one it's a it's an inductive clamp that goes around the wire because then you will be able to tell we know that the ground is good we know all of that is good but we'd be able to tell the internal friction the parasitic loss in that seed meter because if you want to have repeatability you want to have a picket fence stand if you have a higher current draw on that meter a higher parasitic loss then you are going to have either skips or doubles 
or you're going to have spots in the field, whatever, because that seed meter is using too much electricity. So we're not going to get a chance to finish today, but I am going to pick up on this next week. And remember, you could always listen to it again as a podcast. So I just want to thank you all for tuning in. And there with the Hot Rod Farmers polling for you, the American farmer and rancher in my beloved, beloved America. You have a blessed day and never forget to be kind to all animals. Thank you so much and catch me next week. Bye-bye. Stay informed with the latest news of agriculture with American Ag Today every weekday morning on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, and I want to invite you to join the conversation as we talk the latest news, market information, ag technology, innovation, weather, and more on American Ag Today. That's every weekday at 6.52 Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. The Cowboy Channel's flagship news show is on Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM, where we keep you up to date in the world of pro rodeo and western sports results, PRCA World Standing Shuffles, the latest in equine industry events, and more all in one program. Western Sports Roundup is your hub for Western sports. Tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Cowboy Channel and on Rural Radio Channel 147. Tune in to Rural Evening News on Rural Radio, where we walk you through the headlines of the day surrounding agriculture, policy, and markets from around the world. It's an unbiased take on what's happening, so you can focus on growing the best crop. Rural Evening News, weeknight, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, on Rural Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 147, your agribusiness and Western lifestyle channel. Hey, y'all know me. It's Jeff Ticker Earhart. We talk the cow stuff, the all-new cattle battles. We'll throw some rodeo action in there from time to time. Markets, everything in between. Ranch it up every Saturday at 1.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Rural Radio Channel 147 on Sirius XM. This is Sarah Darling from Nashville, Tennessee, and I listen to Rural Radio 147 on Sirius XM.